This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The charges, which means we desire not to prosecute. Not that you're not guilty, not that we can't renew these charges, but we not only prosecute them, and so there is a legal venue for this. All right. Gloria Rodriguez doing it in true legal analyst side. On the one side, on the other side, here are the arguments. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Really appreciate it. That does it for us tonight. Thanks for watching. Banfield starts now. Breaking news, everyone. We've got some exclusive information on that manhunt, um, and it's not the kind of information anybody wants to hear. You've been likely hearing since this program last night that Danilo Cavalcante got himself a gun. It's not just any gun, and it's not just any 22 caliber rifle. We've learned exclusively it is sawed off. Not only that, but the scope and the flashlight that are attached to it are duct taped. So it is a crudely fashioned, sawed off 22 caliber gun. And why is that important? Well, it certainly makes it less cumbersome for him to maneuver. Also, he can keep it concealed when it's sawed off. What a sawed off gun looks like, whether it's a shotgun or a 22 rifle, is literally just that. The barrel is sawed shorter. Um, the good news in this is that when it's in the hands of a bad guy like this, his accuracy will not be as good. The bad news, though, is that he can hide it and he can travel with it a lot easier. You probably heard a couple of other details. They're not good either. There was ammunition in that sawed-off 22 rifle. So he's got ammo and he's got that gun and he can hide it. And he can hide in plain sight, as we all now assume he's been doing, given the changing look. A couple of other things I want to bring to you as well. He was able to ditch that lime green hoodie that you've seen him in. This was the last one of the last uh, sightings of him, certainly an on cam, a ring cam. He ditched the hoodie. So now we don't know what he's wearing or if he's wearing anything. He could be bare chested. He could have stolen uh, clothing from another home. More than likely, that's what he's looking to do because he's been breaking into a lot of the homes in this uh, particular vicinity. They have made the perimeter now pretty strong and pretty tight. In fact, we're being told tighter and stronger than it's ever been. And it is around the South Coventry Township uh, spot where they where they started this, uh, you know, increased effort last night. If you were watching this program last night, we broke these details to you that he had burst into a garage, walked or burst in and was stealing that sawed off 22 caliber rifle when the homeowner confronted him with a pistol and fired shots. No one knows if Cavalcante was shot. But if he was shot, it's also good news for searchers because it makes his life hell. And it could shorten this effort as well. A couple more things to bring into you. This happened at 10.10 p.m. last night. That's when we're getting uh, the detail of when he burst into the room. So that's eight minutes from now. So if you're watching right now, please heed the warnings that have been coming from the sheriff's department. Lock everything. 
Lock your car. Lock your garage. Lock your shed. Lock your basement. Lock your bill code doors. Lock everything because he's getting his supplies from us by stealing them. And if you've got weapons, be extra vigilant about it. And, you know, nighttime is when he does his best work, as we learned last night. This time last night, he was stealing that weapon. And within our hour of the program last night, he was committing this crime. The shots were fired. And, you know, we learned about all the things that happened. He ditched the sweatshirt. He ditched his T-shirt. He ditched his jail shoes that had left footprints in the mud that the searchers recognized. And yet another homeowner said the work boots he had on his porch have been stolen. So now Cavalcanti may just have those work boots. A couple of other things to let you know about as well. One of the most recent alerts that went out, I'm going to read it to you. It's critical not just for the people in this area, but for us too. It says Cavalcanti is believed to be within a perimeter in the South Coventry Township area, routes 23 and 100, Fairview and Nantmeal roads, and Iron Bridge and County Park roads. Residents should secure buildings, property, and vehicles, report sightings or related activity immediately to 911. Um, I want to get uh, immediately, if I can now, to um, our news station correspondent, Dre Clark. He is live in South Coventry Township, which is this particular area where this alert has gone out. Anything new, Dre? Because lots of news starts breaking right around 10 p.m. when he does his best work. Yeah, you're exactly right. And in fact, Ashley, just before coming on the air with you, there was a report of yet another possible sighting of Cavalcante here uh, in South Coventry Township. We're now working to confirm uh, that sighting. Uh, But Pennsylvania State Police seem to be very convinced and they are very confident that Cavalcante is hiding somewhere within uh, this eight square mile perimeter they have now set up. Behind me on this side is a local uh, fire department that has now become sort of a makeshift new command post uh, now considering that this perimeter uh, has been set up. And so all day long we've been watching uh, officers come and go, some of them riding uh, in tactical vehicles, uh, wearing tactical gear here. Uh, It's been happening all day and all evening long. And then on the other side, if we can shift over this way, where you see those flashing red lights, that is a road here in South Coventry Township uh, that's been closed all day long. Now, just down the road and beyond the bend, that seemed to be a major focal point for police officers. They spent a significant amount of time in that area, also using drones and helicopters. It's relatively quiet now, but we still do see police vehicles uh, going up and down. Down the road here. Uh, this area is way more secure than it was around this time last night because we now know that Cavalcante uh, has that 22 caliber assault off rifle, as you just uh, uh, described a moment ago. Uh, so it's people in this area are not allowed to be as mobile. Again, they're being warned to keep their doors and their windows locked uh, and to shelter in place uh, because police do believe that Cavalcante, obviously, we know he is a convicted murderer. But they say the more desperate he becomes, the more dangerous he will get. Uh, And they're very concerned about what he will do next, considering that he has that weapon. Another thing that we think, another thing rather we know is that from the very beginning, 
Search teams have described some of the challenges they've been up against. And one of those challenges is the vast wooded area here uh, in Chester County. And if I can, just across the street here, it's a little dark, so it may be a little hard to see. But you can see that that line there, that thick, tall grass there. It is very thick. It is very hard to see. Uh, and you have to kind of carefully squeeze your way through there to, to kind of get a sense of who or what might be in there. This is some of the territory you'll find throughout Chester County and some of the what makes this search challenging. Uh, and in other parts, it's flat land and wide open. So now you have uh, this uh, guy out here with his rifle either hiding in the brush possibly or sitting in a wide open space with that rifle. Uh, and that leaves police very concerned. So again, they're telling everyone in the area to be very uh, to be very careful. Meanwhile, we're expecting a possible flash flooding here in the area tomorrow morning with heavy rain. Pennsylvania State Police say that will not slow down or stop their search effort. They are prepared to deal with the elements, and they say they will go around the clock nonstop until they actually get this guy back behind bars. Because with each passing day, we're now at day 13, uh, they are more and more convinced that he will become more desperate and more dangerous. And having that rifle now really makes not only the police concerned, but everyone living in this community also very much on edge, as you might imagine. Ashley. Yeah, and Dre, honestly, the flash flooding uh, will make it you know, really difficult for him as well. And that's the good news about bad weather uh, for this very desperate, probably exhausted, um, escaped prisoner on day 13. Just real quickly, another thing to mention about that sawed-off gun, and I just want to, any viewers that have just joined us late, uh, the, the breaking news, we've exclusively learned that the 22 caliber rifle that Danilo Cavalcante stole out of a homeowner's garage last night is, um, is sawed off at the barrel and crudely fashioned with a flashlight with duct tape. So it's not uh, by any means a sophisticated weapon. It's a jerry-rigged weapon um, with the flashlight and the scope and a sawed-off barrel, which makes it much more easy to conceal, but not as good in terms of accuracy, um, you know, at longer range, at close range, still a deadly weapon. I know lots of people are saying a 22 isn't, but it is. And real quickly, Dre, the fact that he's still wearing those pants, he's still wearing his prison pants. I think it, it's critical to remind the viewers right now, the reason he's still wearing the same pants and he didn't steal, you know, a different pair of pants with the lime sweatshirt and everything else is because he's only five feet tall. And if he's rifling through the drawers of homeowners looking for new clothes, it's really hard to find pants for a guy who's five feet tall. So advantage for those looking, like the woman who spotted him on the road yesterday, one of two sightings, she must have spotted a short, five-foot-tall guy meeting this description, Dre. And you know, what's very interesting is from the very beginning, uh, Pennsylvania State Police uh, and Chester County officials made it wanted to make it a point of him being so short because they said he could change his appearance. We know he's now shaved his head. He's you know, he's changed his shirt, carried a backpack. But you're right that he can't change his height. And so that's why he's still wearing those pants, because it's probably really difficult for him to find a pair of pants that will fit. But that was a distinction. And even I said, why do they keep talking about this guy's height? Well, now it, it, it makes all the sense in the world. It is something that makes him very distinct. And you're right. That woman was driving last night at around 8 o'clock, driving down the road, just happened to look over. Uh, and she says she saw Cavalcanti there 
on the side of the road lurking, but she said by the time she made the U-turn and went back, he was gone. But later, investigators came in and found those muddy footprints and confirmed that they were from his prison issue shoes. So he's still wearing those pants. He's a little guy. Uh, but regardless, police making it very clear. If you see him, if you think you see him, do not approach. Call 911 right away because even before he was able to get his hands on that rifle, he was considered to be extremely dangerous. And now we know he has that weapon. And so police say don't yeah. take any chances. Don't make and take any risk. Call them right away because this is a guy uh, who has already proven he is not afraid to kill. Of course, and he's desperate. Um, Dre, one, one last thing. Just keep... Um, Keep your ears on the scanner for this new sighting. If you're just joining us, folks, uh, Dre has just reported that there's been a new report of a sighting. It's 11 minutes past 10 on the East Coast. This happened last night at exactly this time. There was a sighting. He moves at night. So, Dre, check the scanner. And if you have to move locations, uh, by, by all means, uh, do it right away. Just check in with us, and we're going to check back with you throughout the show as well. In the meantime, I want to bring in uh, John Muffler. He is um, he's the guy who once oversaw the U.S. Marshals, who are right now out there hunting for Cavalcante. He's the former assistant chief deputy U.S. Marshal of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, now owns a security company. Uh, John, you called it. Um, you found out about the um, sawed-off uh, aspect of this stolen weapon. Give me, listen, I know a little about guns. Uh, you know a lot more. How does this change the dynamic that he's got this illegal sawed-off shotgun with the crudely duct-taped flashlight on uh, the top and on the scope? Um, I, yeah, it, it definitely changes the dynamics of the search and uh, his ability. So, And you, you addressed this perfectly in the beginning of the broadcast. So um, it's, you know, I can assume... Um, you, you saw off a barrel to make it a little more maneuverable for yourself under a coat. Um, you know, I can't and I can only guess what the owner of that weapon did, why he did it. But that's what it does for you. That's why people saw off the barrel of their weapons. It is now an illegal weapon. That's something that the owner is going to have to deal with, I suppose. But it gives Cavalcanti the ability to maneuver a little easier. And as you said, uh, the velocity uh, will be definitely diminished. Uh, if, you know, the trigger is pulled and that, and that round goes out of that barrel uh, because the barrel length helps with velocity and accuracy. Now that is removed, so it's less accurate. And it'll be, you know, there'll still be velocity behind it. It can still kill. Um, so that's, you know, obviously a consideration. And, and the officers out there know this, uh, you know, being cautious for that. You know, is there... John, is there is there an issue now that this um, illegal weapon is out there? Because even I know you're not allowed to saw off uh, the barrel of a, a shotgun, of a rifle. If something happens, if if this killer uses that weapon, injures or God forbid kills someone, um, I, I feel for this homeowner. But this is I mean, you're supposed to be locking up your weapons no matter what. And now with a dangerous killer on the loose. Uh, leaving a weapon just, you know, propped up against an open garage and he got his hands on it. Are there ramifications for that homeowner? Uh, I would say they would be significant. Um, I pray that, you know, this weapon isn't used against an officer. Um, I was happy to hear that, the, you know, the owner did fire a couple rounds at, at Cavalcanti with a, his little twenty five, which is about the size of your, your palm of your hand. Um, but he may have missed. I don't know. And hopefully he did hit him. And that gives the bloodhound something else to, to, to sniff on and gives Cavalcante something else to have to worry about. Um, so, you know, there is that factor too, but certainly there's a, 
you know, a complicating factor for, for the, you know, the gun owner. So we've got some live pictures up on the screen. Uh, this time last night, uh, for lack of a better word, all hell kind of broke loose when Cavalcanti uh, started his sort of nighttime tirade. He stole the weapon at this time last night. Uh, the gun shots were fired and exchanged. He made a break for it. He left the shirt behind. He left his prison shoes behind. I don't know when he stole the boots, but we'll keep the live shot up and just let people know who might be joining the show right now. We've just learned there's another sighting, yet another sighting. And why not? Because he's moving at night. So while we sort of watch these live pictures and get Dre, uh, who's collecting more information on the sighting, I want to ask you about that green sweatshirt that he dropped. He left the T-shirt and the sweatshirt behind because clearly he could be a made man with that, right? They could make him out with a lime green sweatshirt. But doesn't that do wonders for the tracking dogs? Now they've got his scent, you know, and they've got a nice fresh version of it out in the field. Yeah, I yeah, exactly, hundred percent. So that's fresh. That's new. Um, has you know, recent sweat on it, and so it gives the the dogs an opportunity to get a, re, a new uh, 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 scent. I think that's why you're seeing this perimeter and the search zone uh, close smaller. And also, this is a, a consideration. Um, I and mean, it's been, you know, almost two weeks here. But what he's doing, and we're saying this almost nightly, he's out again. There's a new sighting. So what he's doing, he's establishing, whether he realizes this or not, a pattern of life. So um, because the length of the investigation um, and the time between sightings, um, they're able to predict more or less his movement so we're hearing again he's making another uh um, there's another sighting but he's really kind of at this point helping law enforcement understand that pattern of life of you know what he's doing uh coming and going uh john can you stand by for for a moment we're just checking in to to dre's um information and seeing if we can get an update on it i also just want to remind viewers big flash flooding is expected in this area. That's uh, lousy news for searchers, and uh, it's even more lousy news for Danilo Cavalcante, who's on day 13 of his um, of his odyssey, which hopefully will come to an end soon. Uh, I want to bring in another uh, fantastic guest, if I can, someone who's been hunting fugitives in this same area of Chester County and in the city of Philadelphia for over a decade. Mark Fusetti is a former fugitive investigator for the Philadelphia court system and a retired warrant officer, and he's live with me right now. Mark, thank you for taking the time out to, to talk with me tonight. I watched your Twitter last night as we broke all this news on this program of what he was up to in these late night hours, uh, stealing the gun, making a break for it, the shots fired from the homeowner. How are you getting all of this, this information, and do you have any more tonight? Uh, glad to be with you tonight. Uh, so, like a lot of the people that are watching, uh, we have, I have a vested interest, just like many others. I have friends that are there working, that are searching, uh, that have been telling me their tale, what they're going through emotionally, mentally, physically. So, I'm, I've kind of just been an outlet for some of the people I used to work with that are still in law enforcement working. So, when that happens, they kind of just give you a little information here and there, nothing that would jeopardize you know, any investigations, but enough to say this is what is going on. And I think maybe the public should know this, but there's just no time for them to go through proper channels to get out. So that's why I've just been fortunate enough to, you know, have people I worked with in the past there on the ground right now. 
Did they did they tell you anything new that's happened in the last little bit? Like we just got this new breaking information, A, that there's been this brand new sighting tonight. And then, you know, before you, John Muffler was able to find out this uh, bit of information that the rifle is sawed off and that it's crudely fashioned with duct tape with the flashlight on the top. Have your contacts out in the field told you anything new? So they're out in the field. They probably wouldn't have that information at this moment because they're the people that I've been in contact with are out it's searching. They're in the fields. They're in the woods. Uh, I won't say too much more what they're doing, but they expected this. This is like John said. This is where a pattern has been formed by the suspect. They're anticipating this and probably anticipating some more activity overnight. Mark, one of the other things that was on your Twitter feed, it's I mean, it stood out like a beacon to me. You tweeted out that. Um, Danilo Cavalcante's sister, the one who has been now picked up by ICE, the one who the authority said wasn't being helpful, so off she went as an illegal. She was a housekeeper. You mentioned that she was a housekeeper for many of the homes in this area where he's breaking in. Do we know if she provided him with information about which homes were vacant that she'd cleaned and which homes might have had the kinds of supplies or weapons that he needed? Now, that was a question that a few people reached out to me in that area, just saw my Twitter, and said that she was their housekeeper, their neighbor's housekeeper, uh, that they were concerned, and I believe they have their own Facebook grouping that are talking about it. I don't know the name of it, but they were concerned that if she's been in their homes, that she would have passed this information on to maybe her brother so he would know, okay, I can go to this house and find this there. That was their concern. I did pass that along to um, somebody in law enforcement. At this point, it doesn't seem like they're overly concerned about that, that detail. Uh, but mm. like you said, she was somebody they were watching. They knew who she was. They knew that there was an attempt with her and her brother to aid him in the beginning. And then I guess once they realized, they took her into custody and realized she wasn't going to be any help to them, that's when they decided to move forward and start to deport, to deport her. Okay, one last question about uh, that sister. Did you learn that she was able to uh, get through the perimeter early in the escape and that they put surveillance on her? She attempted to. Uh, they let her go, and a surveillance team, from what I was told, was put on her early. And it just kind of lines up with everything that has happened. So obviously they watched her, I'm sure, as John would know more. The federal marshals probably watched her for a period of time, interviewed her, see what you know work she would do with them or wouldn't do. And obviously they felt this wasn't um, a person that was going to be helpful to them in any way. And that's why they took her into custody. It's, it's astounding information uh, that, that she was a housekeeper in this area, that she had uh, broken through the perimeter or at least attempted to, and that they put this uh, surveillance on her. Mark, can you stand by? And, and by all means, I want to keep you on standby, too, as we continue this breaking news, because the information tends to come in pretty quickly. It's late at night. I keep saying it. He moves at night. 
latest information we have, folks, is that the gun that he got, that 22 caliber rifle that he stole from a homeowner's garage, is in fact sawed off. So it's easily concealed and he can move about um, the woods very, very quickly and easily now that he's got a smaller but less accurate weapon in the long range. It does have a scope on it and it does have a flashlight, but it is crudely fashioned with duct tape. Um, so that's the latest on his situation and this latest uh, tip that there is yet again another sighting. We're going to continue this coverage. In the meantime, I do want to let you know for 13 days, he has avoided the escape. He's been in the cloak of darkness, but there was another cloak, and that is the cloak of disguise. He has managed to change up his look and then some. So how are eyewitnesses and more importantly, law enforcement supposed to recognize someone who has literally every look in the book. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. All right, so if you're just joining us, our breaking news tonight is that there's been yet another sighting of uh, Danilo Cavalcante tonight, and that just happened in the last 25 or so minutes. And so our reporter, uh, Dre Clark, is trying to gather information about where the sighting is and where they've descended upon to do a new search. Uh, see if I can get some of those images up from Dre's camera. He was at the command center and um, there's some activity, obviously. Uh, they, he said that they've got fresh crews coming in on rotation at all times. And the rotation includes um, not only the agents who are on foot, but also the canines. They're fresh and they're rotating and the air assets are rotating as well. You can see some of those cruisers heading out right now. I don't know if that's specific to this new sighting, um, but they are obviously... Um, you know, obviously they've got something new to go on tonight. And if you're just joining us, we broke some news just off the top of this program that the um, that the weapon that he got from the homeowner, the 22 caliber rifle with the sight and the flashlight is actually sawed off. Not good. Um, and also is crudely fashioned with duct tape uh, better because with flash floods coming tomorrow, maybe that duct tape won't uh, be as, uh, you know, won't have as much integrity. When we first and we'll just keep this shot up for now. But when we first saw Cavalcante, he was like it was a mug shot with a short beard, short hair. Um, and we got that up close personal look. And that's kind of what we were all looking for on day one. We're at day 13 now. But then days into the search on the deer cam, we saw a different Cavalcante. You know, he had really big hair, like it was really long and his beard looked a lot longer, looked like a totally different guy. And then even a few more days later, when he's caught on a ring cam, 
Well, now he's completely shaven, and it's hard to tell what's happening with his hair because he's got a, a lime green hoodie on and a ball cap. And whether he's cut his hair or shaved his hair, or he's just got it all pulled back uh, tight with an elastic, don't know that. But we built a photo board, and as we continue to watch our live um, you know, developing story, I do want to put the photo board up for you just to show you there's so many different looks of this escapee. You know, the short beard, the longer beard, the very long hair with the white T-shirt in the middle. And there he's shirtless on the right. And I think he's got the long hair pulled back, but he's still got the beard. And then on the far right, he's got the hoodie and the ball cap that he stole. And he's completely shaven. He looks like an entirely different person. It's um, it's just really hard for investigators and for, uh, you know, residents to try to get a handle on who it is they're exactly looking for. I want to show you a couple of other manhunts, too, where this was a real problem. Sean Miller. Uh, Sean Miller was a Massachusetts fugitive accused of heroin distribution, street gang. He was disguised as an old man. Do we have the images up there? We want to show. This was how Sean Miller was able to stay out there. That's him on the left, and that's him with an old man mask. And it's so realistic looking. That's how Sean Miller was able to stay out. Um, he also had $10,000 on him. And, and as he came out of his mom's house, the deputies wondered about the way he walked. And then, of course, the money was a total giveaway. Caitlin Armstrong is a Texas fugitive. They think she probably had plastic surgery and had a nose job. And that's how she was able to stay on the run uh, in Costa Rica. There she is on the left and there she is on the right. Brian Laundrie, you'll remember Gabby Petito's killer in 2021. It was believed that he changed his appearance too, shaving his beard. Look at all these looks. Um, as they're searching for him, they have to kind of think about how different the guy in the far right bottom corner looks to the guy on the top middle totally different person. And then Richard Matt and David Sweat were the two Danamora escapees, 10 days on the run in 2015. Um, you know, the, the photos uh, that police put out of the fugitives showed what they might look like uh, with beards and then what they might look like also, you know, with shaggier hair too. They were very different. Uh, they did not fare well on theirs. They were only out 10 days. I want to bring in Gil Zamora, if I can, right now. He's a retired forensic artist whose sketches have led to hundreds of suspect identifications. He's also the author of The Mindful Interview Method, and he's a criminal justice lecturer at San Jose State University. Gil, um, th this is incredible. How is it that investigators are supposed to really know who they're looking for, and how do you bring your talent into helping them? Well, actually, that's a really good question. And um, what usually happens is that we want to keep the case, the case alive. Investigators want to make sure that the information about the suspect that's missing, that are looking for him, that they are able to offer that image to kind of create buzz, to create interest. And uh, many times agencies will put out the mugshot, but then start looking at different photos or ask someone like me, a forensic artist, to come out and create a sketch based on open source imagery that we have. In this and you case, created this today, I, Gil? Yeah, I did. Um, I created it based on looking at what we had. And um, the reason I didn't show the hoodie on top and, the, and his cap is that we already have photographs of him in that state. So there really is no reason to do that. And more importantly, this is just another image that can be used by law enforcement and to remind community members that maybe uh, this person could look like this. And it just keeps the case alive and allowing people to look at this person in another way. 
What about uh, bleach? I mean, if he's got if he's got this short hair now, how much you know? How much different would he look if he were to bleach his hair? Well, it, it would be something definitely different and unique about him. That's not something that I believe that is out there in the description of the suspect. That reminds me of a case that I did where the suspect was. Uh, um, we were looking for him. He had bleach, spiky hair. He had committed 11 robberies, and once he found out a sketch was out with the bleach blonde hair, he went ahead and dyed his hair black so that he could evade police. But eventually he did get caught. Well, it's, it's, you know, you look at those that photo board, and it's sort of it's remarkable how different he can look without even starting with glasses and hats and that incredible old man mask that, uh, that Sean uh, Miller used to, to you know, disguise himself. Gil Zamora, thank you. I'm going to call on you as we continue to cover the story. And I may ask you to, you know, create any other images you can. Uh, author of The Mindful Interview Method, Gil Zamora, thank you for that. By the way, folks, staying thank out you. of sight is one thing, but how do you stay out of scent? And when I say that, I mean, this escaped killer has police dogs who are on his tail. We saw them in the live pictures uh, last night. Look at that. That just, you know, wandered through our live shot in our show last night. Um, and that guy just left them a nice smelly sweatshirt uh, and a T-shirt that makes their job easier. So after the break, how the canine cops are factoring into this hunt with one of the best canine officers, a live PD celebrity, and also a canine instructor. He's going to tell us what these dogs are doing now and why the dogs haven't found him yet. That's the big confounding question that's next. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we're... Uh, following breaking news, you're seeing a live picture right now in Chester County in Pennsylvania. Yet another possible sighting has come in of the escaped killer, uh, Danilo Cavalcante. This is day 13. And just like last night at this time, he moves at night. And so it stands to reason that the sightings are going to come in at night. Uh, last night, there were two sightings. A woman on the side of the road, she saw him. And uh, then the, the homeowner who saw him in his garage, he stole the 22 rifle that's other breaking news we have the 22 rifle is actually sawed off makes it easier to conceal easier to maneuver not quite as accurate at a long distance it does have a scope on it though and a flashlight crudely attached with uh, duct tape we've learned that information exclusively so the question becomes as we look at these live pictures how is it the dogs haven't caught him yet how is it 13 days on the run in this particular, granted, large area, but an area that they've been, like, you know, flooding the zone? How is it the dogs have not found Cavalcante? I am a 
big canine fan. I, I'm a huge live PD fan, and I remember so well one of the most famous canine captures. It was uh, Deputy Nick Carmack of the Pasco County Sheriff's Office in Florida and, and his, his dog, Shep, as they caught a bad guy. And it was one of the most riveting captures. Take a look. making his run is it oh the dog got him oh oh that must be painful oh i love that canine is making contact helping the suspect to comply get away from the dog yogs here here good boy yogs hold him you'll find me good boy me, Yogs. Good boy, buddy. Good job. Good job, buddy. Good boy. Good boy. Out. Out. Good job. Put your hand by your back. So one of the most famous uh, expressions, get off my dog, bro, came from that. Uh, that was a mashup of a lot of different dog captures, but that one with Deputy Carmack and uh, Shep was just one of the best. Which brings me to my next guest, another big celebrity from Live PD, Deputy James Craigmile. He's now a canine instructor and a deputy with the Stone County Sheriff's Department in Missouri. He joins me live. All right, um, Deputy Craigmile, gosh, it's good to see you again, but I need you to weigh in on this search. And why it's been 13 days if the canines are all out there i just assume they catch them right away but you gotta school me yeah there's a lot of thought that goes into it and a lot of help from the community because what happens whenever the suspect leaves the jail they've got to figure out which way that he went and then by that time we're hours behind the suspect so time is not on our side at that point uh, a lot of times whenever we do get a suspect contained Law enforcement, we have an inherent tendency to want to shrink down that perimeter, which I understand they're doing tonight. So whenever they shrink it down, a lot of times the suspect is already out of that perimeter and they're a half a mile to a mile down the road. And now we're having to regroup and refocus and figure out where the suspect is. Let me ask you a real quick question about the vigilantes who are out there. Um, the, the police aren't crazy about the vigilantes who are trying to get the $25,000 reward. Is there a thing called like scent confusion when it comes to the dogs trying to track one guy, but you've got agents out there, you've got vigilantes out there. Like how do they determine, uh, what, what track they're on? Yeah, it's difficult whenever you have a lot of people that are out there all at the same time trying to do the same job. So not only that, but you've you've hit on this several times tonight that he moves in the darkness. He moves at night. That's because of the shadows. So we have the citizens up here in the county that are on high alert. Anytime they hear anything in their yard, you better believe they're probably coming out of their house and they're looking through the backyard. So they themselves, if the suspect was in there, they're putting their odor down on the ground. They're also disturbing the ground. So there's two tracks that we do. One is a ground disturbance, which is the dog is smelling the crushed vegetation, the most recent 
particles that have dropped. Your skin is constantly wrapping skin cells on the ground. That's one way that a dog tracks. The other is through scent discrimination. That's more of what your bloodhounds you see do. Uh, scent discrimination is where whenever he shed his uh, jail shirt or that green sweatshirt that he had, if you get a dog and you say, well, how come the dog couldn't find him through scent discrimination? It depends if they have that type of dog that has that training in the area. If they do, they could use that then to track the suspect. But if you don't have a dog that's been put on scent discrimination, not every dog can do that. So they're tracking ground disturbance. Okay, quick question for you, and I've only got about 30 seconds left, but what does the sound of a barking dog do to a bad guy, to a fugitive who knows the dog is close? Oh, well, it makes them bed down, and their pheromones start releasing, all of their hormones start releasing because they know that they're caught, they know they're captured, and nobody wants to get bit by a dog. Boy, I'll say. Um, Deputy Craig Mile, gosh, it is so good to see you again. Thank you. Uh, you're the perfect you guy, and I'm going to call on you again as we continue to do this search. Yes. Thanks so much, James. See you soon. Thanks, Ashley. Uh, Deputy James Craig Mile, oh, man, uh, he's so good at this. Um, okay, so we are still following this breaking news of the uh, most recent search, and the flash floods are coming tomorrow. Um, that'll really suck <laughs> for this escapee. It's going to be harder and harder for him. But is it going to make things more difficult for dogs? Is it going to make things more difficult for searchers? Yes and no and yes. And a lot more news coming on that as well as more news on the, the sawed off uh, gun that he stole that's coming up next. Live picture still up uh, of our breaking news tonight, a new sighting. And uh, Jennifer Koffendoffer is with me, former FBI special agent and News Nation expert. Uh, Jennifer, like it, there's flash flood coming tomorrow, but he's got a sawed off 22 rifle that's duct taped together with a flashlight on it. Uh, is he in for some trouble? No, Ashley, I don't think so. You know, the bottom line is this guy is from Tecantes, Brazil. He has been in extreme conditions his whole life. He's a gang member there. And that's a tough life to live where you're really always on the run from law enforcement. So I actually think he's in his element. I think he's used to evading police, and I think he. this explains why he's been able to keep 500 officers uh, from finding him all this time. 30 seconds left, uh, Jennifer. I'm going to get another update from Dre, who's out there where those flashing lights are. But he's got to get new clothes. He's going to break into someone else's home, isn't he? I think so. I think that that's the biggest issue is now he's breaking in and he's armed, Ashley, whereas before he wasn't armed. And so that's really the big concern. And then also possibly taking a car armed as opposed to unarmed. It just puts a whole different slant on it, Ashley, the stealing of that 22. God forbid, and a hostage. I mean, that's my biggest fear is that he's going to get so brazen and so desperate that that will be the way he can get through a perimeter, the way he can make a break for it. How long for who knows? Uh, Koffendoffer, thank you so much. Your information has been so helpful last night and tonight. Thank you for that. Uh, like I said, we're going to go live out into that darkness in just a moment. I'm going to fit in a quick break. But Dre Clark is out there. He's the one that got the, the breaking news of the new sighting. And he's up next. 
Dre Clark, uh, live back with us from Chester County. He's on the field. Uh, he's out in the field. Uh, and, of course, he brought in that breaking news of a new sighting. So, Dre, big weather uh, is coming, like a downpour and flash flooding. Are they worried about that as they start this, uh, this fresh shift of new people overnight? No, Pennsylvania State Police said earlier today uh, they are prepared to deal with the elements. They have everything they need to deal with uh, the possibility of flash flooding and heavy rain. Uh, that's expected to saturate the area overnight and uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, they say it will in no way impede or slow down their effort, their search effort uh, to find Cavalcante. They are prepared, and so uh, we do expect that rain to move in, but state police telling us that the, this will not slow them down at all. And then I just got a note from, uh, from you know, James Craigmile, the deputy who I was speaking with earlier, who was a canine handler. He said weather does play a factor with dogs, but some rain can actually trap uh, his odor on the ground better. He said, of course, a downpour could wash his odor away and it could wash away some of those disturbances that those tracking dogs look for. It's fascinating information. Uh, just last update before we get off the air. I got a couple, like I got about a minute left, right? But this new sighting, have, have they been super tight lipped about it? I mean, the, the scanner was kind of wild last night when the sighting happened. What about tonight? And wild again, in a sense, uh, tonight as well. You know, just before we come, came on the air, we got that report of another possible sighting. We've been working the phones trying to get uh, more information, but so far, no direction, no indication. But it sh I should mention, I've been listening to the scanners all evening long, and there have been on at least two occasions uh, reports of sightings in the area. Police would rush to those particular areas only to find out uh, it was a homeowner or resident uh, walking through the neighborhood here. Uh, but they're taking every recall very serious uh, it has an incredible sense of urgency because as we've been telling our viewers all night long we know that uh, cavalcante uh, is now armed and so police don't want to take any chances nor waste any time uh, they are reporting or responding rather to every report of a possible sighting in the event it might be the real deal but yeah. so far uh, as for the one i reported about at the top of the hour we've not been able to get any indication or direction on where that may have come from Okay, Dre Clark, be careful, please, out there. I know that this was a dangerous spot for you to be in and that you were actually hemmed in for a time and weren't allowed to move around. So please, you and your crew, be careful. We'll continue to watch this story on day 13 of the search for Donello Cavalcante. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, we really appreciate your business here at News Nation. We'll look forward to seeing you again. I'm Ashley Banfield Cuomo's next. We considered him desperate. We considered him dangerous. All this does is confirm for us that he has a weapon. He's killed two people previously. I would suspect that he's desperate enough to use that weapon. Hey, I'm Chris Cuomo.